Hi, this is Alex Links, and you are listening to Tanya Tate Presents Skinfluencer Success Podcast. This is Tanya Tate. Skinfluencer Success. Hello to all you wonderful people who are looking to level up your loot. I'm Tanya Tate and this is my podcast, Tanya Tate Presents Skinfluencer Success. On today's show, how do we invest in others? My guest is Alex Lynx, an adult actress, digital creator and entrepreneur. She went from a nine to five lifestyle as a PR and marketing professional to become a full-time webcam model and successful content creator. We are discussing how you can create marketing strategies to grow a fan base. So what have I been up to? Oh, I was invited to a new friend's birthday party. So I co-own a production company, Star Factory PR, And part of what we do is assist other talent by helping raise their brand and name recognition when it comes to the adult industry. And I love making new contacts and building relationships. And we do, as part of our services, help our clients get media placement and interviews. So I noticed myself lately that I've been saying no to events and opportunities. So I had a friend and she invited me to go meet Kylie Minogue. Now I absolutely love Kylie. And Kylie had a new range of wine out and it was like, come and meet Kylie and get a bottle of wine. But I said no, because I'd already made plans for that day. And then I saw the photo later. I said, send me the photo. And she sent me the photo and there she is with Kylie. And I was like, Huh, I said no to that. And then another time, I recall I was invited to Rod Stewart concert by a friend. But I said no because it was last minute. However, if I had gone to that Rod Stewart concert, that most likely would have been the last time that I ever saw him. Later, he passed away. So, I'm like... I gotta stop saying no and be more flexible. So when I was invited to CJ Sparks birthday party, I said to myself, I've gotta go. So CJ Sparks is one of the co-hosts on Inside OnlyFans. It's been really nice to liaise with the team because they're, they're a really, really nice bunch of people, very professional. And we've been able to get some of our clients on. And one of the co-hosts, CJ Sparks, as it was their birthday. So I got invited. So I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go. And it was so nice when I got there. The, the people, the girls were so nice. 
And it was lovely because I got to meet my friend and client, Karina Kova. And some of you will have listened and watched Karina Kova. She was on an earlier episode of my podcast. And she told her story about how she became blind. And it was a really deep story. And I was so blessed that she was able to use my platform to open up to to really tell people what happened. So Karina had flown in from Canada to be a guest on the podcast with CJ Sparks on the Inside Only Fans. And it was nice she was staying nearby, so we were able to get to spend some time together. So I met a lot of whole new girls and um I actually posted some of the pictures from CJ's party on my social media. And there was a local comedy club that was nearby. And part of our evening, CJ wanted to go to the the Laugh Factory um, to see Maximini. So we got to go there. So we got to have some laughs as well. It was a whole lot of fun. And it was great. I made new friends. I made new connections. And potentially new girls to collaborate with for my platforms. So how do you feel when you go into events where you feel most likely everyone knows each other, but you don't? Does it push you out of your comfort zone? I got to say I'm a confident person, but sometimes I really need a little time to warm up to feeling myself when it comes to meeting lots of new people. And it served as a reminder for me to say yes more often to meeting and making new friends. Saying yes to be open to more opportunities that will come my way. Thinking maybe this is going to be giving me food for thought for a later podcast subject. But an early topic that I covered in one of my last podcasts was investing in yourself. And I'd shared some ideas about investing in yourself from defining yourself, exploring your desires taking care of yourself, using your time wisely, being willing to learn and grow, developing your skills in something new, recognizing achievements, feeling proud of yourself and celebrate being you. And a lot of you listened to it. And I did have a follow-up question asked by Caller69 via Patreon. And Caller69 asked, how do we invest in others? So I want to say this, by investing in others, you are also investing in yourself. And by investing in yourself, you are able to invest in others. It's like a two-way street, isn't it? So how do you invest in others? So listening is a simple way to invest in others. That phrase, be quick to hear and slow to speak when it comes to interacting and investing in others. Taking the time to listen and absorb what the other person is sharing enables us to get to to know more of the whole picture. In any relationship in life, communication is the key, but so is listening and really taking in what the other person's getting across. I love these reminders. When I sit in and go through them, I'm like, oh yeah, this one, I have to remind myself about this one. I can sometimes talk over someone so this can make them feel like I'm not listening or I'm not taking them seriously. 
I'm writing this down, don't worry. <laughs> I do a lot of talking and, you know, when I'm talking to you and when I'm talking to the fans and especially, especially when I'm talking to the fans on the phone, I try and spend some of my time by finding out what type of experience that they're looking for. So I can ask open-ended questions so I can hear their thoughts, you know, what, if, what how do they want to answer them? But sometimes they're not really easy to read. So I have to ask more specific question and listen. Sometimes I may just hear silence, which is a silent caller. I'm still listening. I've still got to make that person feel like I'm investing my time in them. That I'm giving them experience that they want. It's also the little things that I'm listening out for, like catching the breath or maybe a little gasp. And by listening, I can try and give them that unforgettable experience that they'll want to come back and repeat it over again. And time is perhaps one of the most valuable currencies in this life. We're all being given time by being alive. And how are we going to choose this time given? Are we going to squander or hide away? Or are we going to invest it in ourselves and others? Time's really a real precious thing and none of us really know how much time we're going to have on this earth and how much time others have. So invest that time in others and invest well. Never regret taking the time to meet a friend, giving them your attention, giving a hug, reminding them that you love them and sharing how proud you are of them. Just taking the time out to be with them, to do things, to have a laugh and feel that joy in both of your hearts. This year I've spent more time with my son, Ozzy and my friends. I've been giving my time to community events or days out. I've spent time by the pool at the gym I attend, getting to know people. It's kind of nice you're in the pool and you're relaxing and people are there. So you just, just start talking. Ozzy's been on holiday. We went vacation to Hawaii, meeting new people, Canada. We've been to the beach with friends in Southern California. I felt like I've been doing a whole lot more. And it's resulted in spending less time at home and less time to take those instant calls and video chats. So it's reflected in some changes in finances. However, gains have been made. And those gains have been made by giving my time to both invest in my family and my friends. You can invest in others by being thoughtfully aware of other people. So it could be something as simple as choosing a birthday card or a gift for someone or finding something that will make them feel valued and cherished. Recalling important dates, events, or just facts about someone's life is always another way to be thoughtfully aware. And if someone shares something important like an upcoming test or event, check back in with them to see how it went. Helping someone feel appreciated and remembered means a lot to that person. And I love it when people order from me a Cameo shout out. So a Cameo shout out, the, the website Cameo, I'm on it. A lot of mainstream people are on it. And it's really a simple shout out. And 
some of the most popular requests I get on there are happy birthdays to the mates. So I love it. It's like being thoughtful. If you know that your mate's a fan of me and then you go and order like a happy birthday message and there I am saying happy birthday, special message and singing them a happy happy birthday song. <laughs> In the style of Stevie Wonder, please. <laughs> but it's so nice. It's like really thoughtful of that person really likes something. You're investing. And for me, I have a lot of info on my brain and it doesn't always appear in my thoughts as quickly as I was hoping. So I make use of a calendar and alarm to make sure I'm aware of upcoming special dates like someone's birthday or a test. And I'll make a point to checking in to see how things went. And I find it helpful to make a note of important events when it comes to some of the fans that I'm chatting to on my premium social media. You know, for example, I had a fan that was going in for surgery and I was able to follow up and check how it went. And sometimes I know when certain fans are going on the holidays. And, you know, I have many fans telling me diff about different things every day. However, it works both ways. So the fans that invest more of their time into me, I'm able to make that extra time to remember some of the smaller things and I'm being thoughtfully invested in them. Being present in the moment, you know, we live in a really fast paced world and being present is, can be more challenging. We're always fighting against phones, computers, smart speakers such as Alexa. Yeah, hopefully it doesn't turn on. And they're like pinging for our attention. So, you know, electronics can be really useful in reaching out to others, you know, via phone or text message. And who would have thought that I could FaceTime via video chat to my family back home in England, over 5,000 miles away, all for zero, zero dollars, zero cents, zero pennies. Well, we can be mindful of not letting them keep us from being present. When it comes to meal times, I could say this might be especially challenging for a content creator. The phone's constantly pinging with messages that a fan is waiting to be answered about. And small things can really distract us if we let them. And I'm really finding this part of a challenge. I'm constantly being present in the moment and then something else comes in and I'm letting it distract me. It's a challenge that I'm going to have to work on, that I want to work on. We want to invest in our family and our friends that are physically present with us, yet keep our fans knowing that we're also invested in them. Even just prepping this podcast, I can get easily distracted. At least, you know, today I let myself get distracted by being present in the moment when my son returned from school. It was just lovely to get hugs and a big hello so it's like put the phone down move it away move away from the computer just be present I'm not always going to get big hugs and a hello when he comes home it takes a conscious action 
or unplugging or placing the distraction on silent. Keep your mind and your eyes focused on being present when you're there in the presence of other people. My pet hate is going for dinner with someone and they're constantly picking up and looking at the phone. And it doesn't feel like they're being present with you. Make sure you know that person feels appreciated. And self-care comes in investing in others. But if you're not at your optimal, how can you expect to fully invest in caring or ensuring the well-being of someone else? So when you first look at self-care for yourself, it can look selfish on the outside, but you really do need self-preservation. It's a necessity. So part of self-care, I'm good at this. I, I, I have to say healthy eating, taking part in exercise, getting enough sleep, meditation to reduce stress, drinking lots of water. This I, I'm good. <laughs> I'm not good at all of these but I'm good at this one. By repairing and maintaining yourself, you can then invest yourself in others when called upon. It's like, you know, when you go on an airplane and the safety demonstration starts, the flight attendant will instruct you to always put on your own oxygen mask first before helping others and before helping kids. I'd always think, oh, do you want to put it on Aussie first? But you can't, you've got to make sure you're breathing yourself, get yourself sort of this, and then you'll be in a position to help others. By investing in others, you also invest in yourself. So for me, sharing my knowledge and inspiration via this podcast, my healthy nutrition and fitness journal, pick up, my healthy nutrition and fitness journey, and remind us to you of what you are capable of. By doing all that, I am investing in myself. And I feel blessed that you've given me this opportunity. Eleanor Roosevelt said, for our success to be real, it must contribute to the success of others. At the end of the day, investments are love. And when we invest well, we love well. Who is the content creator of this episode? I want to spotlight someone who I feel stands out or has done something interesting on their social media. Let me introduce this episode's Skinfluencer Success Spotlight Performer as Phoenix Marie. So Phoenix is a contract star for Brazzers. Earned by her amazing talents, both on and off screen. I remember... Quite a while ago, her Instagram was taken down and she started another. And in just a short time, her Instagram has grown to close to 10 million followers. Not 1 million, you hear me right, 10 million followers. And I looked on her page on Instagram and she posts about once a week on her wall. But all the other times she's posting on her a story. She posts from inspirational stuff to her favourite music she's listening to or simply thought-provoking stuff. She's strong in her mind and her body. For her film work, she's lifted 150-pound guys, no problem. Like, Phoenix is strong. 
And she's an amazing person of someone who lives life with love. She's not afraid to say yes. And she's an ever-giving, ever-loving person. And I'm so blessed to know her. Phoenix Marie is my Skinfluencer Success Spotlight Performer of this episode. So go and follow her on Twitter at Pimarizzle and Instagram at Melissa Pimarizzle and tell her that Tanya Tate sent you there. Tag performers who you think deserve to be Skinfluencer Success Spotlight. Tweet me at Tanya Tate. Comment on my YouTube or TikTok at Tanya Tate Tube. Instagram is Tanya Tate Create or leave me a voice note speakpipe on speakpipe.com slash Tanya Tate. Let me know who you think should be spotlighted and why. Coming up next on Skinfluencer Success, my guest is Alex Lynx, an adult actress, digital creator and entrepreneur. We went from a nine to five lifestyle as a PR and marketing professional to become a full-time webcam model and successful content creator. We're discussing how you can create marketing strategies to grow a fan base. This is Tanya Tate. Skinfluencer Success. You are listening to Tanya Tate Presents Skinfluencer Success. How can you create marketing strategies to grow a fan base? My next guest is an adult actress, digital creator, and entrepreneur. She went from a nine-to-five lifestyle as a PR and marketing professional to become a full-time webcam model and successful content creator. Welcome, Alex Lynx, to the Skinfluencer Success Podcast. Hello. Yay. Hi, Yay. <laughs> I want to say you look so comfortable. I am the most comfortable. I'm I'm at my house. I'm chilling. This is my spot. This is like my office area. Like this is my like office. the chill this zone. Is, this is my office. What are you sitting on? Is it? It just looks like big fluffy clouds. It is. It's a couch. It's like a, well, a settee, if you will. Um, but yeah, it is. It looks like a cloud. As soon as I saw it, my uh, my friend, uh, fellow performer Jules Blue, got one, and I saw it, yeah. and I was like, I need that. I totally copied her, but. Oh, I love it. It's so nice. I'm like, I want one. <laughs> Listen, I'll send you the link if you want. Like, it's, I think they still have it out for sale. <laughs> yes, let me see. I love it. And I love like the, the curtain behind it as well. It makes it like so private. and. This is like cute. my camming custom because I live in New York City. You know, living is a little bit smushed. But this is like my custom camming, streaming, all the things zone so i like it it looks good anyway so we are going to go into a whole lot more tools today about coming because that is one of your forte is one of the things that you got into so i i didn't even give you a chance to introduce yourself who is alex links and how did you get started in the adult industry yeah so i uh god it's been a while now it's crazy how much the time flies looking back so I graduated early from college in 2010. Let's rewind. Like I did the traditional, like, let's go to college. Let's get a nine to five. Like, let's get our master's degree and get, you know, that's like the traditional route. Like a lot of people go. Right. And I grew up just, that was literally all I knew to do. I grew up like in a very, very, very small town in upstate New York, like pretty much near Canada, very blue collar, rednecky. And I can say that because I'm that's where I come from. <laughs> um, 
So I, and as soon as like, I don't even know, like as soon as I'm cognizant, like even as a kid, like I just had it ingrained in me. I was like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to live here. It's not me. It's not the lifestyle I want to live. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's just like, was never for me. And I always felt that way. Like since I was a child, like I just want to get out of here as fast as possible. And you know, you're kind of stuck where your parents are when you're growing up. Right. So, you know, I just, I went to high school. I always got really good grades. I was very well-rounded. I did AP credits, AP classes, honors classes. Like I did like gymnastics, figure skating, cheerleading. And so a lot of my, all my extracurriculars, I was also very artistic. A lot of my extracurricular activities, if you notice art and performance. So it it comes into play later in my life. Right. (laughs) And uh, solo performance also, you know, and getting all glam and dressed up and putting on a show for people. Right. And I always loved that. I was always a ham. I was always such a ham. I always loved the camera. Like my dad would have this giant video recorder at birthday parties and I would be jumping in front of it because I just <laughs> wanted the camera on me at all times. Yeah. So anyways, I did the high school thing. Um, like I said, very well-rounded and all that. And But the thing about me was that I was always very rebellious. And uh, even though I was always doing all the things as I was told to do, I was a good girl. But I think that's why I had a rebellious streak because everything was so structured and scheduled. And, you know, in hindsight, that did me a lot of good because I'm still that way to this day. But, you know, during that time period, like I just, you know, my parents said, no, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do this. And like, what happens when you tell a teenager who's already rebellious, you can't do things. Of course, I'm going to want to do things. I'm going to want to sneak out. I snuck out a lot. Like I you know, nothing bad, nothing crazy, just just stuff that I wasn't supposed to be doing, right? I always like to push yeah. my limits and push buttons and push boundaries and always questioning things and asking why. Um, I just did not like being told what to do. <laughs> and yeah. um, so anyways, and I was always kind of like corrupting my friends a little bit. Again, nothing like terrible, nothing crazy, <laughs> but kind of like if we're at a party, like, oh, why don't you try this drink I made? you know, that, that kind of thing, you know, I was always the instigator. And then I got, <laughs> I really was. And then, you know, you know when, I, when I think about you, Alex, I was think I don't think about you as the instigator. I think about you, you, I have to say you look quite sweet, quite innocent, you, you know, just, you look, you. you look quite, quite straight laced. So you know, I'm not like a instigator anymore. I think I've gotten all the like, all the like rebellious energy. I think it's all channeled into my career, honestly. So that's why right. the way I am now, you okay. know, I'm just very chill now. <laughs> um, so yeah, I always had that streak in me. And also, you know, growing up, I was never like promiscuous. And again, there's nothing wrong with that, right? It just was not how I was. And so I just vividly, there's moments I remember growing up where, for example, like, you know, going to a girlfriend's house and we stumble across a dad's stack of playboys classic story i'm sure it's happened to many many people right and i we open up the magazine it's like oh my gosh and i'm like wow these women are just beautiful and i don't know what it was i was just like oh my gosh these women are gorgeous like the lifestyle portrayed was like glamorous and beautiful and just having fun and somehow in my brain i'm like i want to do that okay cool whatever 
So I always kept that in me and I didn't tell anyone that because like I think I told people here and there like growing up that people would like make fun of me and I was like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to shove this down and not tell anyone, right? I, I remember you seeing know? those magazines like, you know, and like even your mates, even your mates' dad at them, your dad at them and it in a carrier bag, plastic carrier bag, like you wouldn't know what was in the bag, would you? Obviously, <laughs> it's like stuffed under you, like what's in this carrier bag? Ooh, and then you've opened the pages and I was the same as you I was just like whoa they were they were beautiful Mm -hmm. beautiful women Mm -hmm. and I I I thought wonder what it's like to be like them and it's that little literally literally like that little bit of like a snippet when he when you think when you just said it to me I'm like I've had that same snippet where it's like a flash it's a flash in your mind and you're like there's little snippets and you're like where you're like I can picture myself there. I can see myself being in that magazine. And, you know, we both know we're going to fast forward really fast. We're going to go back. We've both been in these magazines later on. So it's it's that, like, when you want something and you really have a vision and it's a strong vision, I'm just saying, look where it can get you. It works. It works. If, if it works and it's crazy how well it works and it's crazy how simple it is. But I think what happens is just on a little tangent here, I think a lot of people kind of are like, no, that's not realistic. Oh, I can't ever do that. Oh, well, I'd have to move. I'd have to do this. Well, you know, you only get one life and I've always seen it that way. I think I've, I've been through a lot early on in life. I lost a lot of family members, uh, you know, and, and, you know, a lot of just, just, uh, traumatic incidences in life where I it really like at a youngish age, even early twenties, even mid twenties. And I'm like, I have one life to live. So mm. I don't want to waste it just trudging through and doing what I need to do and being a cog, you know, when, when I just, and, and you know, some people are very happy that way, but I just was, and I always felt very restless but I'll get into that. So anyways, um, yeah, so I, and then, you know, later on when I was still in high school, 18, uh, you know, I was at a sleepover with girlfriends again, I was saying this on a podcast earlier. I was like, you know, girls are not like as innocent as a lot of people think. Like we were going to like the convenience store to buy snacks. We ended up like buying like a hustler magazine. There was a DVD inside. You can only imagine what kind of a DVD that was. So we pop that in (laughs) and we're just eating snacks. Just like, oh, wow. Like, just like, you know, like that. And in my head, I'm like, well, that looks cool. And again, I don't know where this comes from. But in my in my head, I was like, oh, that looks really cool. Like, wow, what a way to live. Like, and in my rebellious mind, like anti the system anti this like I don't want the normal route I was like what if I did that so I put that in my pocket and and then I I, so I ended up going to college right and I'm going to college and during that time I was about 18 there were a couple instances that also are I can pinpoint like how I got to where I am so the first one is that I uh I used to work at a convenience store with a friend of mine and uh Lord knows how this conversation came up, but she calls me one day and she's like, I have to talk to you. I'm like, what? And she's like, basically tells me we had this regular, this guy, he was like very blue collar. I think he was a factory worker, literally a very dirty guy. Like he was very dirty. He had dirt all over him all the time. Dirty as No, he was dirty. Like he literally (laughs) was just covered in dirt, you know? (laughs) So we would come to the store every day 
And she's like, well, this guy, let's call him Bob. Bob said that like, if I have, if we, me and you, if we have any old panties that we don't wear anymore, he will buy them from us. And then not only will he buy them from us, but he'll also give us a Victoria's Secret gift card so we can replace the ones that he bought. And I'm like 18. I'm like, jackpot. So there was nothing in my mind that was like, ew, gross, bad, wrong. No, there was none of that. It was like, oh my God, yes, let's do this. Easy money, like WTF. So I go in my underwear drawer and I get like all these like granny panties, like dusty panties. I have not worn these in like six, seven, five, six, seven, eight years, maybe 10 years, whatever. Put them all in a bag, just like stuff that's either going to collect dust for eternity or I'm going to throw them out. So even back then I knew I was like, well, this would be dumb if I didn't take advantage of this, you know? So we basically had this arrangement with him where he would come into the store, he'd buy the bag. Sometimes we meet him after hours. I vividly remember we met him once in like a Walmart parking lot. This is a real story, by the way. Walmart parking lot at about midnight. And I was driving and she was in the passenger seat and we handed him these big bags. And I didn't, and like, I was a little skeeved out and I was probably being dramatic, but I rolled the window down just to crack because like, I didn't know like what this guy was like going to do at midnight in Walmart parking lot. Doors were locked. I shoved it through the crack and I he gave us like envelope of cash and the gift cards and I peeled out of there I peeled out of there and I pulled away into like a gas station parking lot so he couldn't see me I shut the headlights off so I was always very very savvy when I even at like such a young age right and like all you know money was there blah 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 so there was that we had that arrangement for several months and then made good money and that was one moment where I was like I'm making more money in these silly little exchanges and I am in a week working at this crappy job you know and um so there was one and then the other one was I was working at the information desk at my college and uh I I get home from work one day again I'm eight I'm same age just about the same time I was 18 and um I, I AOL and some messenger I I'm I'm on there after class I'm talking to my friends and then I get this like request from like this random screen name I don't know who it is I'm like whatever sure and this it's this person sending me a message like, hey, I saw you working at the desk today. You're really hot. Like I I have a like proposal for you, basically. Who is this? And I'm like, okay, like who is this? And he he tells me his name, like let's call him like John jo- Johnson, right? John Johnson. He's like, I'm John Johnson. I go I went to this school and I know this person and that person. And I'm slowly starting to believe him. He sends me pics, he sends me his Facebook profile. It lines up with all the people that we know mutually. And uh, I was like, okay, you are who you say you are. What do you want? And he's like, well, I think you're really hot. And, um, you know, I would really love to buy a photo from you. I'm like, what kind of photo? He's like, well, a topless one. Would you be down for that? I'm like, uh well what how much he's like i don't know i was thinking like 700 bucks i'm like <gasps> 700 dollars. <laughs> i am 18 years old i'm probably making 200 bucks a week at my part-time job okay going to college and so you can understand like how how that was a huge ordeal for me and i was like i'm still a little skeptical i'm like okay well i'm down to do this i will not show my face in this photo i'll take a pic and i'll send it to you but you need to promise me that you're going to pay me. But I was like, at least if he doesn't pay me, then my face isn't in it. So I take a pic, I send it to him, the number that he gives me. And then 
next time I'm at work, uh, he, I, I let him know my schedule and he walks in, says no words, hands me this envelope full of cash and there's $700 in it. And I'm oh, like, wow. so those two moments, while I was still going to school, it kind of yeah. like kept reaffirming something for me. And that was the fact that I'm able to make money from having a business. That's number, you know, I was just having these revelations. That's number one. Number two, I'm able to make money from something that I already have. How very silly and how very simple. And number yeah. three, there was no like shame around it. I had no shame. I, I almost felt like I've outsmarted the system, if that makes sense. I'm like, well, I'll just do this. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, why am yeah. I like working these like crappy jobs for no money when I'm able to take like, I don't know, 60 seconds out of my life and take a photo and then just make 700 bucks. So those were some revelations for me. Obviously. Those two, those two things, they were not long-term things, but they just yeah. showed me a new perspective. Right. So let's yeah. fast forward. I graduate college. I end up moving downstate to the suburbs uh, outside of New York City. I finally got out, out of my hometown. Um, so I start working for a PR agency. That was my my nine to five, going to the office every day, nine, leaving later. I was sit at five. I sat at a desk all day at a 30 minute lunch break. And I did that for about a year and I hated every single day of it. And don't get me wrong, the work was interesting. I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. just the monotony and just sitting there. And I honestly felt like there was something wrong with me because I'm like, I hate this lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Everyone around me, I did what I was supposed to do. I went to college. I got good grades. Now I'm doing my master's degree online part-time, which, which I ended up finishing. But I was like, this is all that, that I, that I worked so hard for it like this, like this sucks. And, and I seriously thought something was wrong with me because all my other friends were like in the same position and they were just like, well, I guess this is just how life is. So after working at that place for a while, I ended up getting laid off because they lost a few clients, which ended up being the biggest blessing, even though I was absolutely devastated because I'd never been laid mm-hmm. off in my life. I was always a very hard worker. And, um, because it's what happened was, you know, and I was sad about it for a few days. And then I really got my butt in gear. And I was like, well, what can I do now to make money? So I started doing promo modeling. And basically, like, um, that meant I signed up with an agency, and they would, um, you know, get me gigs, I'd, I'd get to drive to restaurants and bars and random special events, uh, street fairs, like random events. And, you know, basically like a Budweiser girl, like for example, like Budweiser would ship an entire box of promo material to my house and I'd have to like be a representative of the brand. I loved it. It was so fun for me. I just got to like get all dolled up, get all glam, talk about the brand with people. Like, and people were Mm -hmm. having so much fun because it was like alcohol. So it was in these like fun settings. So I was like, wow, I really like doing this. And then the second thing I did was I started doing like social media marketing consulting work. So I quickly realized how much I liked working from home, working for myself and working on my own time. And um, so I was just in a good flow. And so I ended up, uh, you know, months later, I go to this house party. I'm talking to one of my guy friends. And in passing, he mentions like something along the lines of, oh my gosh, I just started like, joining I joined this webcam site and I keep logging on it's so cool I love like these women they're making so much money all they do is sit around in their underwear they collect tips they play games 
And he's telling me this just to share a story. But in my head, I'm like, I got to check this out. So I went home and I looked up the website and I kind of like peeped in on some of the girls shows. And I was like, oh, my God, I can totally do this. So I took some long, hard thinking on that because I knew even at that age, at that point, I was about 23. And I knew if I even do one webcam show with my face on it, I'm going to go ahead and assume it's going to be out there on the Internet forever and always. Yeah. So I had to sit on that for a bit. So I was like, do I really want to do this? Because if I do this, there are certain avenues in life that I can never take again if I do. And then one day I woke up and I was doing a lot of consulting work for the social media marketing firm. And they had me working a ton of hours. I was not agreeing with my uh, higher upper at all. We'd butt heads all the time. And I was like, I am so done with this. I hate this. What am I doing? So I resigned. And um, well, let me rewind though. Cause before that I actually signed up for the campsite. I was camming no face and I was making money. I was making really good money, more money in a day than in a week again. And then that's what flipped the switch for me. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to do this full time. Like, forget it. So I resigned from that job. I started showing my face on cam and I started doing really well. And I ended up being a cam model full time for about a year and a half or so. And then I noticed a lot of the girls were doing um, shows with other models. And they were also working for companies such as Twisties. And I was like, oh, that would be really great. It would help me drive a lot of traffic to my, my site. And in my head, too bottom like way in the back I was like still kind of wanting to explore the adult world I was like maybe I can do that maybe this will be my my foot in the door I'll start doing the shoots for like twisties and whatever so I go to Exotica New Jersey that year it's just a cam model and uh, I had been really actively thinking about you know getting an agent and starting to do adult you know starting to do shoots and I I end up running into Huggy production manager for kink former anyways and he's he's still in the business and jesse jones male talent at the expo and i told them i said yeah i'm just uh, I'm, on, I'm on this website i'm a cam model i really want to get into filming like i had picked out an agency i wanted to get with and i said this is the agency i want to join and they're like do not join that agency that guy's literally a pimp and you probably know exactly who I'm talking about. I know who you're talking about. You know exactly I was like, I mean, she went to Exotica and I'm like, please don't say you signed up with that agent. No, I, I didn't I, sign, but I was I ready to. Care. I don't care. I'll say his name. I don't like him. Um, look at me. I don't like him. He used to be my agent. I'm going to guess. You can say yeah or no. It's Derek from LA Direct. Yeah, models. it is. It's LA Direct. Do it's LA Direct. No and you know what? No one likes I know that. And you know why? Like, I, because I was about to ready to sign. And the whole reason why I was going to sign with them is because I go on their roster. I was like, holy crap, they represent, he represents all these huge performers. He must be honest something. Yeah, like but Jesse Lex was like, Alexis, Texas. Yeah. yeah. Tori Black. Tori Black. Yeah. yeah. Lexi mm -hmm. Bell. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, his favorites. Yep. His favorites that he put all over that head. Uh, um, but he is, he is not a nice man and he is a, he's a bully, especially I've heard. when it comes to women. I've heard. Yeah. So that was a no-go. And Jesse's like, please don't do that. You're going to ruin your life. I was like, well, who do I work with then? Hallelujah. I know. Hallelujah. Thank God. Right. And I was like, well, who? And he's like, I'll hook you up. I'll give you uh, the name of an, another agent that's way better. Sandra from OC Modeling. I'm like, cool. I contact OC Modeling. I send them my photos. They're like, we like what we see. Can you come out to LA? I'm like, uh, sure. I've only been out there once. And <laughs> like, I was out there with a girlfriend. I just like bought a ticket to LA. I'm like, 
literally YOLO, honestly, I was really excited. Like there was nothing in me that was like, Oh my God, I'm going to do this. I was like, F it. Like, let's go. So I bought a ticket. I got on the plane by myself. I flew myself out there, rented a car, drove out to the Valley, met with them, signed my contract, like hit it off. I reviewed the contract meticulously, which I'm sure people were not used to. And I crossed off a lot. And I, I wrote like the year was like three, I crossed it off and I wrote one, like there was a lot of stuff that I just like, and I probably should have had a lawyer look at that. But honestly, like, all all worked out fine thankfully like nothing most, happened most with me most people don't even get a lawyer to look at it most people don't even make any <sighs> any amendments they just sign it right well and also like i had spoken to people that were in the agency and they're like honestly like they'll just let you go if you want to go and i was like cool but in hindsight i would never do that again like at this age i would never do that i would have a yeah. lawyer look at things but fortunately nothing happened like all worked out really well so anyways I lived, I basically like stayed, I stayed at their condo. Um, I think it was two weeks during that trip. I got some shoots. I would fly back and I ended up flying back and forth several times. And then finally I was like, you know what? Honestly, I had been very sick of New York for a while. I had always wanted to live in California and always looked like a dream, like just like a really cool lifestyle. I was like, I'm 25. Like I better do this if I'm going to do this. So I honestly, I basically like restarted my life I got a I got an apartment in Hollywood which um you know because I was the only place I knew of I was like sure Hollywood so I packed up my life and moved out to LA and then I just started doing full-time you know scenes but I quickly realized it was it was good that I was a I was camming full-time and I was like doing the scenes I quickly realized that where what I was doing just girl girl you can't you can't sustain yourself off of just girl girl scenes and so I was doing that and camming and then I slowly started to really prefer being on set than, you know, sitting alone in my house on cam. But it was good because on cam, I had learned my work skills, my work ethic, how to do, how to produce customs, how to create a profile, how to sell things, like what, you know, like how to price things, like how to upsell things. Like really, I came really very savvy with that. Um, so, <clears throat> but I, I got sick of it. I was like, I want to be on set. And I was like, well, the only way I can really be on set more is if I start doing boy girl. And at that point, too, I was ready because I had seen what it's like to be on set. And it's not like you're just you know how it is. Like, it's pretty chill. Like, it's professional. You know, you're you're yeah. in a professional environment. And uh, I was like, well, if I'm going to do boy girl, I'm going to do it smart. Uh, so I ended up, long story short, I got my first three boy girl scenes contracted with MindGeek. Cause I was like, who's going to blow my name up the fastest. It's going to be mind geek. And I was like, well, I better do it the right way. If I'm going to do this, I'm just going to go all in. And so I, I, um, I got those contracted. And then, at, you know, after that, I just started doing full time, uh, you know, performing. I was on set four or five days a week usually. Um, and then I did that for a, for a while, but even then, since day one, since I started working for studios, because I had been webcaming before, because I had been selling my scenes before from my webcam shows and everything like that, I knew how important it was to be producing my own content. So I was mm -hmm. always doing that. And and um, I basically ended up, so I ended up joining Puba Network uh, with Ivan, and I did a ton of, ton, like I'm talking like every time I had a day off, 
And sometimes I would skip a company set and go work for myself instead because I saw the value in long-term passive income because there are no royalties for the company that the companies give you. You get a one-time flat rate check and that's yeah. what you don't see a dime after. So I knew, I said, if I'm going to be naked on the internet forever, I better be able to collect a lot of money forever and ever. And the only way to do that is to produce my own scenes. So I started doing a ton of content trade and uh, then, you know, politics, uh, you know, as, as often happened with agencies, sometimes I, I just felt like I could be getting booked a little bit more and I wasn't for whatever reason. So I was like, I'm not going to wait for someone to pick me to send me somewhere. I'm going to make my own scenes and do it myself. And that's what I did. And that's what I'm still doing to this day. And now I'm just full-time content creating because I was right from day one, you know? So <laughs> here we are. I love it. I, I love it because I'm like, I, I'm like, I give an opening question and you just, everything that I've got, like tick, let's ask her about like how she got the agent, how she decided. I'm like, chick, chick, chick. You're answering all the story. questions that, that are already in my mind because I was so curious, you know, about these, the, the way that you were moving through, the way that you were flowing through the business and the, the reasons why some of the decisions you know that you're making and how the opportunities arose and you answered them all before I even asked you so I love it it's amazing but I was also really fortunate too because I was at the time like when I first got in I was with this guy I was dating this guy his parents were really 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 successful entrepreneurs and so I learned how to create a corporation how to file the taxes you know, how to, that kind of stuff. So I learned that, that stuff very early on. And a lot of people yeah. I don't think do until later. So it's fortunate. And I had people to consult with as far as like business stuff. So that was a good thing too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I love it. It's like you, you're setting everything down and what I'm, what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing is that you did everything professionally. You, you had a reason to do things, you know, you knew what you like to do you had a goal and you saw something you know i see the scenes i'd like to be in the scene and you took the steps to move forward to make those yeah. opportunities happen mm-hmm. finding yourself an agent networking with people talking to people that are business people talking to people that are trusted that are in the industry mm-hmm. and there's a lot of it i think for people coming into the industry it's sometimes like one of the things that i always worry about is like are they asking the right people or are they just going to jump in headfirst mm-hmm. and hope for the best and hope that whoever's leading them the way is going to lead them in a, in a good path. I know. You I know, know. Mm-hmm. it's sometimes you, you've got to be really careful. Um, I, I want to ask you, you know, because you know, you said now you're doing your content creation, you're doing your clips. So let's talk about the scenes like, you know, you make a lot of story based clips. So how beneficial is it, do you think, to create these stories for the fans? I just think like, I just try to be diverse is what it is, because what one person likes is not what the next person likes is not what the next person likes. So I try to touch on as many, uh, you know, desires and fantasies and all the things as as that I'm comfortable doing within my own boundaries. Um, and I try to touch on as many of those as I possibly can, because I think it's just a lot of fun. I, and for it's selfishly, it's fun for me too, because I get to 
be a different person every time. They get to play a different character every time. But I think also the stories, even it's not like I'm going into my scenes with like a whole script. It's more like this is a basic, this is basically what's happening. Like I am the neighbor next door and I've invited you over, like that kind of thing. And I think just scenarios that could maybe be happening in real life but might not be you know but but yeah. could you know um, I like to play I like to just like play with people's fantasies and and you know just have I have a lot of fun with it I often wing it too like I'll just I'll, I'll I'll have like a basic structure set out like I'll pick a spot I'll pick a location and be like okay I'm going to do this scene and this type of scene and this type of scene and this type of scene and then it's really free-flowing from there but I also think it's important to be diverse, too, because it's like I can't just wear the same outfit and be in the same location doing the same exact type of scene. Like, yeah, I have to mix it up, you know, otherwise yeah. the fans are just going to be like, oh, my God, this girl is like lazy. We've like, have seen <laughs> this before. I yeah. That, you know, because, you know, we both have an OnlyFans and, you know, you put the you put it up and they're like, I've seen that one before. And I'm like, well, you've not seen it before because I know it's brand new. I've just yeah. made it and I've just released it. But what they probably mean is, is that you've wore the outfit before and it's a totally okay. different scene. And I'm like, it's not, I'm thinking to myself, it's not the same thing, but they will call you out. I've seen it before. And so it's, you do, you have to like keep changing it all. I change it up a lot. I And also it's just fun, you know, to, to be like, kind of throw people a curveball be like well I bet you didn't expect this kind of scene from me and look what I did for you so it's always like I like to keep people guessing and you never know what my next step is gonna be it is it's like sometimes it's like lucky isn't it do you ever do that where it's and the only fans and it's like ooh, you you do a description and it's like really enticing and it's like you know who's going to be behind behind the box. Like one of the fans said, it, it's like, it's, it's it can be like, it's like a lucky dip and you click it and you're open and you're like, oh, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. we are so enticing. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so we, like people don't always know, and you just reminded everyone, when we work for studios, we get paid one fee. That's it. We turn up, we do our work, we get a check or we get it paid into our bank that's it bye-bye yeah. we don't get yeah. any royalties whatsoever it's not like mainstream whereas when we're making the content for ourselves we can put it up we can sell it so like talk about me talk to me about passive income from the clips like how kind of what are some tips for you, that you can share how people can make the most from the clips to continue to get Income yeah. From so I, I know, especially when you're first starting, you might not have a lot of acts, like a lot of money to work with, right? You can still shoot something in your bed, in your bedroom, you know, so let's say I'm going to go do a solo scene on my bed. If I'm taking the time, first of all, if I'm taking the time to film anything, I'm going to do at least like four, let's say four short, let's say eight, 10 minutes clips you know nothing 30 minutes long maybe they're 15 sometimes but nothing super long um so that's called batching so it, for me that I makes the most out of my time so you know for example maybe I'll sit in my bed and I'll do a JOY and then I'll do another scene in the same outfit but it's a SPH you know um so I I cater to very different and then maybe I'll do a third and it's like feet 
but I'm still, so I'm, I'm wearing the same thing, but I'm very purposely catering to a different audience uh, with the next clip, if that makes sense. So that's number one. Number two, so what I do is I'll, and again, this goes back to batching. I shoot a bunch and I'm talking maybe like 20, but this just, just works for me. I'm kind of a crazy person, but I'll shoot enough content. So I'm sitting on content for about four months or so. I have enough content that I can just use. So that's good too, because if you get sick, if you mm. need, if you have anything, if you want to try, like there's so many what ifs, um, you know, because this is like your body and everything, you never know what's going to happen. I always like to be very well prepared. So that's the second thing. Number third thing is that I'll put a scene out on OnlyFans first and I'll, I'll let it sit there for at least a few months. So like the paying my fans that are paying for that will, you know, you get special access to that exclusive content. After it's been on there for a few months, I'll go ahead. I have now I have people helping me with this, but I used to do this myself. I'll take the scene and I'll post it onto clip stores like many vids. I want clips. I mean, there's all kinds these days. There's a bunch and I'll just put fan central. I'll post it everywhere. So that way and I'll, pr I'll put a price on it. So it's like someone goes to the online store and they add it to the cart and they buy it. And oftentimes, like I'll wake up and I'll look at my phone, check my email and someone has gone on many vids and bought like a ton of clips nice. and all and I'm making money on something that I took time out of my day, filmed it one time. And now I'm making money on that virtually forever, you know, cause I get new yeah. notifications every single day and I have the, like the sales, like you can link the clip pages with your social media with like Twitter specifically. So every time I get a sale, it blasts out onto, I have a, a, a private Twitter feed that's like locked that you have to request a file follow for the not safer work stuff, but it'll automatically tweet. I just sold this. I just sold that. And it has like the video playing. So people are like, Oh, what's that? And it just drives more traffic to people to buy the clip. And then the other part of the clip, aside from the clips, I do stuff like, you know, the texting apps, like Sex Panther is one of them. Yeah. And just, you know, you can charge per minute for voice calls, uh, video chats, um, photo exchanges, like a lot of things. And it's on your phone. It's not hard. Yeah. You know? That's like me. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure that it's there's the app. Oh, I've probably got a message probably sitting there right now. And you've probably got a couple as well. A bunch. And also, by the way, when I have a, a clip like of my rounds for the clip stores that I'm posting on, it goes onto that app. And then a lot of times, again, I'll get notifications like, oh, this username just bought five of your videos. Well, there's 125 bucks or something like that, you know, yeah. for nothing because I yeah. made it once, you know, so that's yeah. very important. Yeah. So it is, it's knowing that you, you make them, you batch them, you store them, you put them somewhere first exclusive. Yes. And then later on, then they're going to do the rounds on all the other platforms mm -hmm. that you're on by right. the description, put it on enticing yep. and then yep. the unlocks. I like that. So Absolutely. that's really like, it's, it's. And you just got to start because I know it's daunting. I know if you look at my pages, I have hundreds and hundreds of clips. I started with zero. I started with zero. You just have to start and make it a habit and make it so ingrained. Like I tell you, it was my top, top, top priority. I have to get as many scenes, not compromising quality. And I was burning myself out for a while. I don't really recommend that, but 
you know, just sometimes look, it's at the end of the day, it is a job and it is super fun. I would not have it any other way, but there are times, sure. I, I wake up and I'm like, oh God, like, but I find once I get into my flow and I get all glam, I'm happy. I'm performing. I'm doing yeah. my thing. Like it's fun. So just kind of, it's kind of like going to the gym. Sometimes you don't want to, but once you're there, like you're good. That's how I feel sometimes. Starts. Yeah. And the flow starts and then you're so proud. And then I'm so proud. Oh, I did all this today. And then now it's going to be like circulate. And I, I just made such a habit of doing that for so many years that now like it compounds. It's like investing. Like it, it just yeah. adds up and adds up and adds up. And now I'm like, holy crap, I have hundreds and hundreds and I'm not, I'm, I still make more. So yeah. I love it. And as well as the clips that you make to put out, you also make custom videos for fans as well. Yeah. So, you know, how, talk to me, how is it, how important is it to like fulfill their fantasy? So important. It's so important. And also I've heard, unfortunately, I've heard like, look, yeah, I know that like sometimes we don't want to do customs, but like you just got to do them. Cause again, it's one of those things where I'm like, they all add up and I batch them and they're all different scenarios and it gets overwhelming, but it's like one at a time, deliver it. Your fan is so happy when you take time out of your life and you fulfill this fantasy, like their ultimate fantasy. And it's you, like you are their fantasy person. Like it makes them so happy. And like the way I see it, I treat it as a business. Like if if you ordered something from Starbucks and it took them three months to give you, like, you know, just like a very broad example. That's just one example. But it's like treat it like a business, even if you might not feel like it, like just do it and stay consistent with it. Maybe like once or twice a week, you take time to shoot customs. The fans love it. A lot of the fans keep coming back too. like yeah. they'll just keep coming back for more and more and more. Um, but yeah, it's really important. And and you never have to do anything you don't want to do. Like you make yeah, the rules. And I think important. sometimes people forget that. They're like, oh, this guy wants me to do this. I'm like, well, just don't do it. I, I do get custom requests. And sometimes it's like, you know, they want something. And I'm like, well, I'm going to try my best. You know, yes. my my foot can kind of reach my mouth. Or I feel like toe sucking or something. Yeah. But I'm like... <laughs> I'm going to try my best, but it's probably not going to be much more than that. And then they're disappointed when they don't do the things that they ask. So I think sometimes it's about being clear and saying, Hey, this is, this is what I can do. This is what you want. This is what I can do. Mm -hmm. And this is my interpretation of it. And most, most of the time, every fan is over the moon. Like totally. Because it's like, yes, you're right. It's you and you're delivering their fantasy and you're their dream girl and yeah. you are giving it to them and they're so happy. Yeah. And it's, sometimes it does take a little longer. You know, for me, I have to be in the mood and the house has to be quiet. You know, you're, di- I mean, you're different. You know, a, everyone I, I'm is a different. Mom. <laughs> right. I'm a mom. You are, you are excused for sure. You are totally excused. <laughs> like I can't say the same, you know, so like everyone is different, but I'm just saying my lifestyle, I can't, I can't like cut myself that much slack. You're totally like, you know, yeah, no, I mean, it's lovely and quiet, you, you know, people go to school <laughs> right yeah but you've also got to be in the mood as well you know I I yeah it's, it you because you also want to enjoy yourself 
You do. Yes. And, and, you know, look, if I'm having like a horrible day and I was going to do customs, like I'm not going to do the customs. Cause also like, I don't want to give like a half, half ass effort into something when I know full well that like, it could be better if I just wait, you know? Yeah. And sometimes the, the the fans don't mind waiting if they know that they're going to get an even more amazing result, even more amazing custom coming to them. Right. And I want to talk about maintaining, finding new subscribers and maintaining subscribers. Do you have any tricks or tips that you'd like to share? So as far as finding new and maintaining, I would say like put your personality out there because for a very long time when I first got into the business, I thought I had to act in a, in a way that I thought like an adult actress would act and would tweet like, oh, I'm not wearing a shirt today which is fine, but I personally felt like I had more to share than just that. So once I started sharing like the nerdiest stuff, like, oh, I love Harry Potter and like I'm vegan and like this is what I do for fun. I love dogs. Sharing what makes me me because I I firmly believe and I know this to be true, like every single one of us, we're like a thumbprint, right? We all have our own unique interests and hobbies and things that make us us. Once you start sharing that, I think that's how you become almost like a magnet to the fans that really, really are into you. So there's, there's that. And then also like, kind of like, what are, what is your thing in the adult world? What kind of like, what things do you enjoy? I would say only perform things that you enjoy performing because that way your fans are going to organically, you know, come to you. And, and let me rewind here. If you are just starting off, this is where, shooting for companies is really, really beneficial. And I will never like knock companies, you know, I'm just saying like, you just have to know how to integrate them into your life. Cause you know, you can get so many fans if you go shoot for a a big company and every single time you'll just get more and more and more fans. So that's also could be a really good tool in your toolbox. Also, if you're more on the independent side, you could do like free full length scenes of things like categories that are really really popular on tube sites and you could post it onto a tube site a full length scene for free with uh the the um what's it called watermark to your fan page on there so they'll be like oh i know where to find this girl let me go find this girl on this website you know if, if they want more so there's that showing up on the internet every single day again whether or not i want to be just staying very active on social media posting stories posting on my feed. I try to do it every day, if not like every other day, posting on all the socials. Yeah. So I I would say consistency, honestly, is probably one of the biggest things and so simple, but it's not so easy sometimes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah. And then constantly also like, I'm trying to think when I was like coming up and still to this day too, what we're doing now, podcasts, like you know, collaborations with other talent. So for example, if I go do a girl, girl scene with another talent, her fans are going to come to me. My fans are going to go to her. Some of them anyways, not all of them, but that's, that's a very good way to get new fans. I really recommend collaborations over, over everything are huge, you know, so we are going to be collaborating. And I, I got to share this story. So we, made a plan to collaborate on one of your earlier trips to LA and you said to me oh okay well I've got someone before and you're gonna come after and so I was like 
so who's the other person? I'm being nosy, I want to know. It was Cherie DeVille. And I'm like, well, <laughs> she can stay. I said, if it was anyone else, I would have been like, yeah, tell them to go. It's just me and you. And I was like, oh, no. Keep Cherie DeVille. Keep, yeah. keep her there. You're like, <laughs> I know. She's great. I love Cherie. You know, maybe we can make that all that happen again. Like, I'll be I know, back, I, you know. I am so professional. I am not flaky. I, I, if I say I'm going to do it, I do it because I yeah. stand by what I say. Mm-hmm. And I was sick. I, well, that's, I, that's I was just, I was so sad. It was like, I know. you know, I was, my little boy was sick, snotty nose and a cough. And next minute I'm coming down with it. And I'm like, I'm going to have to tell you. Well, and that's being told- professional though. That's still part of being that, a professional. And sometimes that happens, like life happens. And like I told you, I was like, help. Help always comes first because especially in this job, you're so intimate with people like you have to put your health and well-being first because you can't like. And also, if you showed up sick to set, which I know you wouldn't, but if anyone showed up sick to set, I'd be like, what are you doing? Please don't get me sick. I'm going to be really mad if I get sick now, you know, so it's also a very considerate thing to do. Thank you. I'm so glad. It's yeah. it's that is not like me at all because I'm I am like super consistent. Right. But, but I, I also but believe I, you when you said that too. I'm like, yes. well, she's not like lying to me. Like I knew that. Like <laughs> you're not like, oh, my cat died for the fifth time. Like yeah, no. Yeah, I, there are people that you know you can think, oh yeah, you're pulling a you're pulling a, a yarn on me. Yeah. Yeah. Telling me a little bit of a a bully a bully. Bu- BS and story <laughs> but with me and we are going to make that happen and let's get Sheree in because we <laughs> actually let me tell you I already booked Ooh. a couple locations so we'll have a little chat later oh yeah about we will, dates we will. and whatnot I am so excited I will yes put it put it in the calendar when you're coming back and I know that you mentioned to me that you do help guide up-and-coming talent on their career paths yeah so how do you do this you know talk me a little bit through it how can people reach you and what do you help them with yeah so I I just always say that like if there's any talent my dms are always open you know like my on on I would probably say twitter to be honest because instagram can be a little bit crazy there's a lot going on in those dms so maybe not instagram try instagram sure because I still check them Twitter too, slide in my DMs. If you have any questions, I'm very like, um, what's it called? Private. Like I respect people's privacy if that's a thing, but like, I just firmly like, look, I just, I have a really different background than a lot. I'm educated and business minded. I just have that background. And a lot of people just don't like people come from all different walks of life, especially like, I just think of like, you know, a lot of girls coming in that are like 18, like maybe they've never had like a real job before. Like mm-hmm. you, they're not going to know. I didn't know a lot of this stuff. Like no one gives you a manual when you get into the business. And, and also, you know, there's a lot of good people in this business, but just like any other business, there are people who will try to like swoop in and take advantage. Like I've heard some yeah. horrible stories like, Oh, like my, my managers or my booking agents taking 50% of my, my booking fee. I'm like, what? Like, no, oh. like, so there's stuff like that. Yeah. And so I just always say, if you have any questions or anything, like, please feel free, please slide in my DMs, you know, please ask. And I, and sometimes like I'll tweet stuff here and there, but I prefer to have more like private conversations, but because it's also like, I was fortunate enough, like 
when I was like coming up, I had people around me like I would and yeah, it was probably annoying. And I asked a billion questions. But like, I would actively seek out information and advice from people that like I looked up to. And even now to this day, I'll message people that like are, you know, like doing better than me a little higher up than me in their career, like where, which is where I want to be. And I'm like, Hey, how did you do this? How'd you do that? And they're kind enough to help me out. So I'm always happy to pay it forward. Yeah, thank you. That is that is really, really kind of you. Yeah, you know, because it's, I know your schedule is super busy. Like, yeah, it's and it, it is. It's amazing. I want to ask you, um, you are really successful. And you're such a, a you know, a business minded person, you've got the kindness, you are there to like help give a helping hand for others. But like, what is that one thing that you attribute to your overall success? I just have like, I don't know what it is. I just have this nonstop like fire under my butt to just keep going because it's not even about it. First of all, it's about I don't come from anything like my I've been financially independent since I was 16, maybe 18, but like 16 is when it started. And it's just like now I'm in the position where it's like I got to think about how am I going to take care of my family? Like how, you know, like how am I going to build my dream life? Cause no one's going to hand it to me. It's, yeah. it's on me and it, it's a lot of pressure, but it's, I've already done and I've already, I'm already on the path. So I know anything I set my mind to, I know for sure I can do, which is very exciting and also pretty scary. So it's just like this knowing, like, I guess knowing my why, like, why am I doing this? It's not just for like, oh, the money, accolades, whatever. I have like deeper reasons why I want to be really successful in in life in general. And it's just kind of like I'm doing it, might as well just go all in, you know, like, yeah. what else am I going to do? Sit around. You just like, I just I think you'd be too you'd be too bored if it was sitting around. I would be so bored. That's the thing. And also, I just fully like. I'm just also really passionate about like, you know, helping kind of be like a bridge between mainstream and because I do like a lot of like mainstream like brand deals and stuff like that, and kind of helping show people and brands also like it's okay to work with like in our line of work like it's okay we're safe we're cool yep. we're chill like there's nothing wrong with us everybody watches behind closed doors so let's not make it a thing to be associated with us in public and I consider myself like kind of a representative of the entire industry in a way so I always carry myself that knowing that too um yeah. so there's that also it's kind of part of a bigger picture I love it. I, I love you sharing these insights with us. And you know what? I've talked to you. I, I've asked you questions and you've talked so much. And I feel like you've given us, you've given us loads of information. It's like yeah. there's a lot to take away from this in regards yeah. to getting your fans, building your fan base, keeping the fans, keeping them loyal and keeping them happy. Let me say one more thing, too, that I noticed a, a mindset switch when I was coming up don't compare yourself to other people. I know it's so easy to do so sometimes with social media. Do not get sucked into like, oh, what's this person? Why is this person getting booked for that? Why is that person getting booked for that? Don't put your blinders up and work. And and you know what? If you're curious, if you want to work with someone, DM them. 
take initiative. Like don't sit around and wait for people to come to you and to pick you, like pick yourself and go after what you want. You know, you want to collaborate with someone, message them. And, and, you know, they're not your competition. You're not my competition. We're colleagues. We can collaborate. We're not competing. We have different fans. We're different people. Every person is a different person. So don't view everyone else in the business as, oh, I'm competing against her. Like that's, that's not a good attitude to have, you know? I love that. I just was hit up by some girl from the UK. I don't, I didn't even know who she was. She just was inside my DMs because I was following her. And she said, you know, it's a long shot, but I'm coming to LA and I really like you and I'd really like to work with you. So I had to, you got to look, you're like, is this a real person? Number one, (laughs) number two, who else is following her? So I look, okay. So some of my friends that I personally know are following her. Okay. So she must be legit. And then I was like, huh, I'm, I, I didn't get back to straight away. And then I thought, you know what? She may or may not turn up. So let's think of a plan, a backup plan, because this is someone that I don't know. Right. I'm like, okay, backup plan. I'm going to get a third person in. I said to the other person, do you like Smart. her? Yes. <laughs> yes. So now it's like, it's, oh, I said, is, do you do boy, girl, as well as girl, girl? Yeah. I said, okay, boy, girl, girl, I've got you the guy. Do you want to do it? She said, yes. I said, okay, great. And so I was like, okay, she's in, she's in. And he's like, she looks hot. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, she looks cute. And then I asked one of the other guys that had worked with her and I was like, is she okay? She's like, she's really nice. So I'm like, great. So just from like somebody that didn't, I didn't really know. She, she doesn't seem to have been in the industry very long. She doesn't seem to have done many scenes, but I can see a presence and I, what I saw in their pictures, I was like, she looks like she could be going somewhere. And mm-hmm. by, by her being professional and doing a good job with other people, it's, it's so easy to just ask other people. And it's like, yeah. yeah. So I mean, I'm going to be very excited for that, but it, it the point is, is that you can still be up and coming and work with people that you may think have got bigger followings have been yes. established a whole lot longer. Yes. One thousand times. Yes. And that's amazing, by the way. And I agree. I mean, there have I can think of several more than several plenty of girls that I've worked with because I know they're coming up and I see it in them, too, like from the get go. And there have they've one's gone on and she's got a bigger following on Twitter than I do. And I love that for I like love that. And like another one I worked with, like I met this couple at AVN. They were so charming and so like, I was like, oh my God, they're like gorgeous. And now they're just, and I gave them a lot of advice. And then, you know, then I worked with the girl and when I was in LA and she was like barely just starting and now they're just moving out to LA full time to do adult film. And I'm like, I love this for you, but it's like, I'll do the same. Like if you have 5,000 followers, like I do not care if you're a professional and you you're like starting up and you have like something out there and, and we know the same people like yeah like let's yeah. go you know always <laughs> yes so it's so amazing just to help others and to help people succeed mm-hmm. and as if you're that person that's up and come in just finding someone that you can ask you know yes. for that little bit of advice yes so, exactly is there anything else that we've missed off that you want to mention today? I don't know. I don't think so. I talked a lot. 
I've got, I've, okay, I've got a follow-up. One last question for you. In a sentence, what's the most important thing a creator can do to build their fan base? Stay authentic and consistent. There you go. Thank you. Authentic so to yourself, much. you know. Yeah. Just be yourself. Just be be yourself. authentic. Be consistent. Get your personality out there and, you know, enjoy what you do. Be passionate about it. And have those little things in your mind. Like, I, I love the little snippets, you know, that we talked about earlier, where it's like, this is where you want to be. And you can see yourself there. You can really picture yourself there. Yes. And I think that yes. I, when we think back to those little snippets, and now where we are now, you're like, oh, it was coming. We just didn't know it at the time. It's insane. I look back and I'm like, oh my God, like the things that, I mean, you can, I'm sure you can say the same, like the companies you've worked with, the places you've appeared, the places you've been, the people you met. It's like, holy yeah. crap. But yeah. I, I mean, we are fully capable of, of creating our lives exactly as we want to. And I think just... You know, if you have naysayers in your life, just don't listen to them. Like you're just talking to the wrong people. Yeah. You you really are, you know. If you can picture yourself there and you can feel yourself there, you can be there. That's manifesting and, 101. You get it. Yeah. <laughs> don't listen to the background chatter. Just no. The only I say the only people that I ask advice from are people who are where I want to be. If does that make sense? You know, don't take what do they say? Don't take financial advice from the cobbler or some some old dusty saying like that basically like don't take advice from someone who's <laughs> what do I do with my career well don't ask your great grandma Edna if you should do adult film you know what I mean like <laughs> probably a bad example but you know what I'm saying like ask people who are already where you want to be like don't be asking every Joe Blow from the sidewalk you know yeah yeah exactly Alex Links, where can everybody find you online? Yeah, um, I'm everywhere. So uh, OnlyFans.com uh, slash Alex Links is the OF. And you can find me on Instagram at the Alex Links. Twitter is at the Alex Links. TikTok is XOAlex. And YouTube.com slash Alex Links. And Facebook.com slash Alex Links. Perfect. Oh. Thank you so much. It's been amazing having you. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. <laughs> this is Tanya Tate. Skinfluencer. Success. Thank you all for joining me on Tanya Tate Presents Skinfluencer Success Podcast. In the words of Eleanor Roosevelt, for our own success to be real, it must contribute to the success of others. So just remember by investing in others, you are also investing in yourself. And is this something that you are advancing in? I want to know, do you have a story to share of how any of my podcasts have inspired you to be a better person? Who do you want me to have as a next guest? What questions or advice do you want us to discuss? I invite feedback from you. You can leave feedback or ask me questions relevant to the Skinfluencer Success podcast using the hashtag AskTanyaTate. You can ask me by commenting on my latest posts on Twitter and Patreon at TanyaTate, TikTok and YouTube at TanyaTateTube, Instagram at TanyaTateCreate, 
And you can also leave me a voice note on my SpeakPipe, speakpipe.com slash tanyatate. And you might get featured on a future episode. So let's listen to my favorite SpeakPipe voice note to this episode. How do you, in relation to your work and home life, how do you go from professional Tanya to being a normal day-to-day mum Tanya back on planet Earth when you've done all your customs and all your custom content that you've got to do? So this is David. Um, David's from Liverpool, for sure. I can tell by their accent. Nice one, David. And I love this question. He's asking, how do I go from professional to being a mum after doing all my customs and all my, my content? You know what? I reckon a lot of people think this as well. You have to be able to put things in different spaces. So in the mornings when I wake up, I'm a mum. But I'm also straight on the phone. Like I'll turn on my calls and my video chats on Sex Panther and the messages and it will start. You know, it starts. It's not always so constant, but it'll start. So I kind of have to manage making breakfast and talking on the messages. But when it comes to like actively doing customs and making new content videos and doing video calls and phone chats, that is something that I'm able to manage and balance. A lot of the time it'll take place when like my little boy is at school or he'll go and he does a lot of extracurricular activities. So we'll go and do some activities or sometimes if I'm going to be shooting stuff, you know, sometimes I do collaborations. So I'll meet up with other people and we'll go to a location. Um, and while I'm on the location, I get to make customs. So I just have to balance it out being a mom and an adult star. But actually, I it's it might seem like it's tricky, but for me, it's it's quite easy. It's quite easy to be like, mum, one minute, next minute, content creator. I guess because I'm so used to it, and I've been doing this for fifteen years, and I love it. So it's just it's just finding the right place and the right time to do it to fit in when I'm not being a mum. So thanks, David. That's a great question. And I've got an, another question. Let's listen to the next speak by voice note. Hi, love. It's Nicola Ria. Um, hope you're doing okay. Um, I just want to say um, I'm loving your podcast. I look forward to listening to a new one. Um, they make me smile, cheer me up. And I just want to say, um, keep glowing, keep shining, keep being you, keep sparkling. Love ya. Bye. Oh, that is so lovely. Thank you, Nicola. She just wants to send such a nice message. We're, we're all listening to it. It's like, keep smiling, keep shining. 
that makes me want to say, I'll be on your side forevermore because that's what friends are for, Nicola. Aren't they just lovely words? Thank you. I love it. It could just be as simple as how much that you love the podcast. So sending every single one of you that are listening, watching, keeping up with my podcast. Let's just bounce all those words that Nicola's telling us. Keep smiling, keep shining, keep sparkling. Oh, I love that one. Get that sparkle going in your eyes. Thank you. I just love hearing what you think. So thank you, Nicola. And thank you, David. Great questions, great comments today. And if that is you, hit me up. Let me know your name and address so I can send you a thank you photo of appreciation for leaving the voice note. And if you are listening to me on Apple, Amazon, Audible, and are inspired by any of the words, please leave me a written review. And if you think I'm amazing, give me five stars. And you can also give a five-star rating on Spotify. So thank you so much if you are on there right now, clicking that button. So thank you guys. Thank you for all the support. Keep it coming. I really love hearing what you think of the show. And of course, if you do want to get to call me by phone or video chat, you can do it on my premium social media platforms sexpanther.com slash tanyatate or onlyfans.com slash tanyatate and we can get to chat one-on-one over there of course you can follow me on all of my social media platforms twitter and patreon at tanyatate tiktok and youtube at tanyatatetube instagram is tanyatatecreate and you can see all of my official links including my premium social media on my link tree just search link tree and tanyatate all one word And remember, if you don't see it on my link tree, it's not me. So the Skinfluencer Success podcast is available on all the major podcast platforms. You can watch it very first on patreon.com slash Tanya Tate. It then gets released on video on OnlyFans and YouTube. And Patreon members get to exclusively see me reveal in advance the episodes podcast and they get exclusive clips that don't make the final cut and if you do join my highest tier you will get a shout out and this episode shout out of appreciation for being a top level tier member goes to caller 69 nicola ward and mark strango so thank you guys for your support And you too can get a shout out by supporting this podcast and becoming a top tier level member of my Patreon. This is Tanya Tate. You've been listening to the Skinfluencer Success. For our own success to be real, it must contribute to the success of others. And by investing in others, you are also investing in yourself. Now get out there and go build your bank. Thank you.